Google and Microsoft bringing AI into the search results is going to change SEO forever. But here at the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast, we are here to help you, not scare you. And trust me when I say AI in search results is going to be more of an evolution, not a revolution. Loads of stuff is going to change, but most of the stuff that we've seen so far will require us as marketers to build on some of the things we already know and already do. And one of the areas that we think is going to see a big resurgence and big prioritization is around digital PR. So today we're going to be looking at some digital PR strategies and techniques that you can adopt now that you can start playing with and using to set you in really good stead for when search generative experience or Google's generative AI starts rolling out into the search results. Let's go. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm founder of Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency and we help our clients get more leads and sales through their websites. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about digital PR and some of the digital PR strategies that you can start implementing today to get yourself ready for Google's generative AI results to start coming out into search results and to make sure that you are well prepared and that your business is well represented when these things come through. Now, before we get started, I also wanted to suggest that you go and check out our YouTube channel because there's been a few videos that we've published recently about what these AI focused search results look like and also about Google's new perspectives filter. Uh, there's also one about Google Analytics 4. Now, because all of these were fairly visual videos to make, I didn't record podcast episodes for them. So there's a few things that you may have missed out on. So if you head over to the Exposure Ninja YouTube channel, you'll see what those are, particularly the SGE and the Perspectives one, really important. The GA4 one, super important if you are yet to get to grips with Google Analytics 4 like many marketers are. But today we're going to be talking about digital PR and I'm going to run you through a few different uh, digital PR strategies that you can start implementing. So what's this all about? Well, obviously Google's recently announced its search generative experience and this means that when users are searching, they're going to get an AI generated response at the top of the search results. This is going to be corroborated by three websites which are shown at the right hand side of these results. And these websites aren't necessarily chosen because they are best ranking for a term. They're chosen because they um, basically back up the information that Google is giving in the generative AI answer. Now the SGE, the search generative experience, this whole AI and search results thing will be slightly different for different types of searches. So if it's a shopping search, Google's going to be pulling some products from the shopping graph to include in the search results. Now, we don't yet have a specific time for when this SGE stuff is going to be rolled out around the world. You can, if you're in the US or you use a VPN, you can get access through Google's search labs to start playing with this stuff now. But it's not even in the sort of public beta. It's very much at a pilot stage at the moment. And to be perfectly honest, it feels like it. But there definitely are some searches where the AI search results are really useful. So we think it's going to be something that Google is going to push quite heavily into. Now, the downside of all of this for a lot of search marketers is that this 
generative AI answer takes up a huge amount of space at the top of the page. And therefore, it's going to be much more difficult for, I'd say, uh, less than average SEOs or even probably average SEOs to get websites ranking prominently. You've got to get your website really strong visibility to get any of the clicks because this whole generative AI piece just pushes all the organic results further down the page. But there are potentials and there are different ways that you can actually use this new um, this new generative AI stuff to your advantage. For example, becoming one of the corroborating websites that are linked right at the top of the page. So whilst it's going to be harder to get to the top of Google, it's not going to become impossible, particularly if you're a ninja or you're a ninja trained marketing savvy person like yourself. So we believe that the key to keeping eyes on your brand during this change is through digital PR. Both this is going to help you with SGE, as we'll talk about, and just general digital awareness as well. So some of the strategies that we're going to be talking about today, are original studies and stats, we're going to be talking about news jacking as well, coining a term link insertion and doing something called brand blast. Let's start off with publishing original studies and statistics. These this can be a fantastic strategy and has worked, you know, for years. In fact, all of the things that we're talking about, you don't need to wait for SGE to come out to start using these. They're all really useful. And we've been using them with clients for, in some cases, almost a decade anyway. So these are all, you know, existing strategies, but we just think that they're really well suited to the world of SGE and original studies and statistics is one of those things. Now you might think, oh, publishing original studies, I've, I've heard you mention this before, Tim, sounds like a whole bunch of work. Our marketing budget's a bit stretched. We don't really have the budget for doing all of this type of stuff. Don't panic. These studies and certain statistics don't necessarily need to be brand new. The data doesn't even necessarily need to be yours. You may already have customer data that you can use to inform these studies, or you may be able to go out and find existing data and package it in a new way. Now, not only are these a great way to pick up links from big publications, but studies and original statistics may also give you an advantage when it comes to SGE. Let's say that someone is searching for specific data or statistics in their industry, and Google is generating an answer that goes at the top of search results. Well, if it wants to credit the source of any statistics it uses in that answer, there's a chance that you are then going to be featured as one of the corroborating articles. Let's say, for example, that somebody searches for, I don't know, digital marketing statistics, and the generative AI answer says, according to Exposure Ninja, 55% of marketers struggle to understand why their target audience doesn't convert as part of that SGE. Now, that's because we've gone and collected that data and we've compiled it and published it. So it's given the generative AI something useful to work with, something new and original to share in its response. So this strategy also works for users asking questions not directly related to the statistics, but where an answer could include a statistic. For example, let's say they search for why doesn't my target audience convert? Well, the SGE might give them a similar sort of answer. You know, users don't convert for a wide range of different reasons. And Exposure Ninja found that 55% of marketers struggle to understand why their audience doesn't convert. So you can see how having data published on your website can give you a, a sort of fairly broad surface area of possible use cases for SGE where it might want to show your data to searchers. Now, the best studies share new information or they share existing information, but in a creative way. And infographics are a really popular way of doing this. Infographics, yes, still in 2023. 
I'm just looking at a page here now. Uh, you can see it on the video version of this, but it's from house, a website called Household Quotes, which is basically a, a sort of trades people comparison site where you can get quotes for different household uh, work. And it's a really interesting piece. It's called the most popular dog breed in every country. And it's a good looking piece. There's a lot of um, sort of unique design on it. It's basically talking about um, the most popular dog breeds around the world. It's been really well designed. They've got a main infographic at the top of the page showing all of the countries. And then they've got continental breakdowns further, the, further down the page, which make it a bit easier for people to share these snippets on social media or whatever. Now, you might be thinking, all right, a post about dog breeds, how on earth is this going to get people, you know, booking tradespeople through a website? Like, How is that relevant at all? Well, this is one of the things about studies and surveys. You don't just have to talk about your specific area. You can also find sort of tangentially relevant things. So if you take a look at the internal links on this page, some of them are focused on um, helping you make your home pet safe. And this is obviously more relevant for some dog breeds than others. And these recommendations for making your home pet safe may require a tradesperson to do work on the house, in which case you're going to need to book someone. So there is a, a sort of maybe slightly round the houses way of getting commercial traffic um, through this into making a booking. But let's not also forget this is exactly the sort of content that gets shared on social media. It gets lots of coverage in press and stuff like that when it comes out. So this is a great way of getting your brand out there in front of people. And then when they do need a tradesperson, maybe they remember you because they've seen you or they've seen you mentioned or they've seen your post getting retweeted because you shared something that's really shareable. This is the sort of topic that humans love because it's focused on dogs, which is something a lot of people can relate to. It's the sort of thing that gets shared on social media and people show to each other, oh, look, your dog's here or whatever, whatever. So it almost turns into a bit of word of mouth marketing despite its roots being a digital campaign. So whilst you know, this isn't going to generate, you know, 10,000 conversions a day, it's going to pick up the links, it's going to be a source of statistics. And if people are talking about, you know, how to, you know, pet proof your house, and Google can see that there's this post which has a whole bunch of links to it, then you've got a lot more chance of getting showing up in that SGE panel. The next digital PR strategy that we see being quite a, uh, you know, a, a buy signal in the world of SGE is newsjacking. So newsjacking is another form of digital PR where brands jump on a trending topic to get eyes on their business. They can do this various different ways. You can take part in a meme. So you remember when everyone was doing the whole... Uh, I don't know, like a mannequin challenge or whatever, or by offering expert opinions on recent news. I'm going to give you an example of that in just a second. But we also do this here at Exposure Ninja, right? The whole AI thing has been a massive trending topic in the world of digital marketing. And we've published loads of content about it because as marketers and as people who are like super into this type of stuff, we can offer an expert opinion relating to AI news and communicate it in a way that other marketers and business owners can understand. So we've used that trending topic that has broad awareness to uh, bring new messages to our audience and also expand our audience, picking up new people who are interested in other topics. And of course, making people aware that we are really forward thinking and we're investing huge time and money working out what this sort of stuff looks like for clients and how we can help businesses win in this world. So brands sometimes take part in newsjacking in a more casual way as well, maybe just speaking about recent events or sharing a couple of memes. There was a great example a little while back of a, um, 
uh, an article in uh, Marketplace at marketplace.org about um, Taylor Swift. And when Taylor Swift comes to your town, what happens to your business? And there was a bunch of local businesses that were featured here, uh, talking about how Taylor Swift concerts impact their business. One hair salon in Houston called Dry Bar was describing how they saw an influx of bookings around the week of the concert. So what they did is they saw this, they saw these bookings come in and decided to teach their stylists like how to do the different hairstyles that Taylor Swift is known for, expecting that, I don't know what they're called, Swifties or whatever, whoever Taylor Swift fan base is called, are going to want hairstyles like Taylor Swift. Now, people who are interested in Taylor Swift may read this article and potentially get booked in with a hair salon that they know is passionate about their favorite pop star. But even without that, this is a way of piggybacking on a trending topic to get your brand featured in all sorts of places, right? This is that then becomes a news story that people pick up, like the Taylor Swift effect, or, you know, you get a picture of all your stylists, and they've all got their Taylor Swift wigs on or whatever, you know, this is just a way of getting coverage, a way of getting your brand mentioned and talked about um, in the sort of publications, both that your audience do and the sort of wider public read. So if you realize that your business is connected to an event or news story, you can start reaching out to publications with an expert or first-hand opinion. Sometimes there'll be a journalist request for someone to, you know, talk about the, I'm looking for businesses to talk about the impact of Taylor Swift coming to town. Sometimes you'll see that. But a lot of the time you won't see that. It'll be up to you to identify that that's a thing and then go out to journalists or writers of these sorts of publications to push your story to give them something interesting to run with. Now, Dry Bar, in this case, the hair salon that we're talking about, they did miss a bit of a trick here, though. Um, they didn't post too much on social media about this. So it, we if we were advising them, we would have said, right, you want to be posting all about this as well, because you want to be picking up any extra bookings that you can over the uh, the Taylor Swift concert weekend by posting about your Taylor Swift haircuts or the training that your team's been through. We could, or, you know, if they were looking to rank in SGE for stuff like Taylor Swift hairstyles or, you know, what sort of hair can work well for Taylor Swift hairstyles or what's Taylor Swift's hairstyle called, what they could have done is they could have produced like a guide to Taylor Swift's hair, talking about all of these different topics. And then when generative AI wants to give an answer to that topic to search results, uh, to searches, it's going to need a website that they can link to to corroborate, right? And then you've got a chance of being that site. So they could have done that they could have prepared for SGE. They also could have prepared for uh, Google perspective. So this is the filter in the search results that you sometimes see. Um, if you're if you're US based, it will be coming worldwide because it is fantastic. But this filter allows you to basically filter the search results by first hand perspectives. So let's say I was doing a search for Taylor Swift hairstyles, and I clicked on the perspectives tab on Google, this is then going to show me a bunch of long form and short form videos, and uh, forum posts, social media posts like Reddit and Quora, that type of stuff about Taylor Swift's hair. And it's all going to be coming from people who have direct experience, maybe not Taylor Swift herself, but people who have you know, they're coming with an original perspective. Hey, I've just had my Taylor Swift haircut, whatever. So this type of thing could be a fantastic source of traffic and credibility 
for this salon if they'd have got the people who are, you know, having their haircuts to post TikToks of, hey, I just got my new uh, Taylor Swift haircut from Drybar, whatever, and here's what they did, and or here's the stylist talking through, you know, how it all worked and that type of stuff. So plenty that they could have been doing. Now, to be fair to Drybar, neither SGE nor Perspectives existed when this happened, so I'm not criticizing them too much, but this is just the show with all the change that's going on with Google and all these new features that are rolling out. You do have to be aware of this and you do have to make sure that you're taking advantage of all of this new stuff that's going on. And by the way, if you want to help doing this for your business, of course, we have the Exposure Ninja free website and marketing review, which is a free service that we offer. Just go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review and you will see a short questionnaire which asks you a bunch of questions about your business. We will then record you a 15 minute video which shows you how to generate more leads and sales over the next six months through a range of digital marketing strategies, whatever's right for your business, including some of these new uh, these new technologies as well. So go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review for that. Okay, next PR strategy that we think is going to be really big over the uh, over the SGA and AI enabled future is coining your own term. Now we've been doing this for clients for years, both knowingly and before we knew that it was a thing, we were already doing it. So if you've created a process in your industry or you found a better way of doing an old process which hasn't really got a name, you can use this as an opportunity to coin your own term. So giving you an example, um, I've, I've mentioned this many, many times. It was one of the first times I saw this in action. Uh, was was something that we'd helped doing. And this was for a client that sold HR software. And this HR software, their, their sort of angle was that uh, rather than working from a, like an annual KPI, you know, um, uh, what's the word? Rather than like an annual KPI drumbeat or rhythm, um, it was much more effective. You get better results in the organization if you did something called continuous performance management. Now, continuous performance management was not a term. When we started working with them, it was not a recognized term. But we were like, right, cool. This looks like a really good term to use. So we helped them build out content for this term. And then when we were publishing content on other websites, we always referred to continuous performance management, knowing that this was a coined term. So when somebody searched for what is continuous performance management, boom, there we were, featured snippet, right at the top of Google, we owned that space. So that's basically how this works. You start by coining a term, you then build content around this term, you reach out to publications who could benefit from this type of knowledge, you reference the term, you make it a bit of a thing, you almost do a promotion campaign about this new term or about this technique or strategy or whatever it is. Now, because you are known for the thing when people hear this thing mentioned, you know, what is continuous performance management or what is the Taylor Swift long bob or you know, I don't know, whatever it would be called, right? They will then find your content because you've had it published. You've been ranking for that term for ages. We did a version of this for an e-commerce client again many years ago uh, where they, they said there's this new brand that's going to be coming out. Um, and we said, okay, great, you know, how big is it going to be? They, they're pretty sure that it was going to be quite massive. So what we did is we built a whole bunch of content about this brand. So even though we weren't coining our own term, we were sort of almost like squatting on this brand's term so that when this brand did come out or when it started getting pushed, we were dominating search results for it and they were making huge amounts of money because they were ranking really well for this branded term because we'd sort of identified that this term was still sort of up for grabs. 
So because you are the originator of the content or you're the originator of the, the topic, it's likely that your site will be used to corroborate the info because if you've had content published about this for ages and if Google is seeing that you are your brand is related to this term in the knowledge graph, then you're much more likely to be collected in that group. And of course, alongside that, if people are nice, then when they reference your coin term, they're going to credit you with the idea, you know, the X technique coined by whoever. Um, and then of course, this is also going to be likely to get picked up by SGE and included in the generated results as well. HubSpot who are, you know, geniuses at coining terms, right? Inbound marketing. What is inbound marketing? Well, inbound marketing is basically SEO and lead generation, right? But it's not. It's inbound marketing, which sounds great when you compare it to outbound sales, which sounds yucky. Right? So, so they're really good at coining terms. Another term that they've coined is something called surround sound SEO. Now, what is surround sound SEO? Doesn't really matter, but they coined that term. And then when um, SEMrush posts an article on how to use surround sound SEO, they say the term surround sound marketing coined by HubSpot refers to, and then they link through to HubSpot. Great. So they're, they're, you know, HubSpot's getting the links, it's getting the credit here for coining this term, which, you know, is the, the, the process is nothing new. There's nothing, there's no new invention here. It's the term that's new and the, the sort of idea that is new. Now, you'll also get more backlinks if your term takes off because people will be referencing you. Then, of course, you're going to continue to get people searching for this term and the search volume for that term will increase. And if you're ranking, if you're prominently showing for that term, great, you're going to get all of all of those clicks. That high click-through rate is going to re-establish your credibility and your link to this term as well. So it's a happy uh, positive virtuous cycle. But even if you don't get links, even if you just get mentions, remember the nature of the knowledge graph which powers the generative AI is that entities that are seen together are, are sort of linked in the mind of the AI, even if there's no you know hyperlink, even if there's no actual backlink. So you don't need to get a linked mention for this to be useful. It can be very useful even with an unlinked mention. Okay, let's next talk about link insertion, which uh, the, the team were like, also known as niche edits. Niche edits is like this scammy black hat version of this. It's a bit slimy, it's a bit Fiverr, but link insertion can be, can be kind of useful. So what is link insertion? Well, link insertion is when you get featured in the sort of sites that are already ranking and already, you know, prominent for uh, the, the terms that you want to get uh, that you want to get visibility for. So you want to pay attention to the websites that are appearing most often for searches around products like yours or services or software like yours, and then see how you can get featured on these websites. Um, one of the simplest ways is to get featured in the sort of, you know, best 10 whatevers. Um, now this is going to become more and more important with SGE because you're going to notice that the sites that are linked as corroborating the SGE answers, people are going to be reaching out to them to see if they can get featured in those links because they know that those sites are going to be getting traffic because they're one of the three websites linked above the fold. So you can start doing this and you probably want to start doing this early um, as soon as you can so that you avoid the, uh, the sort of masses when they rush in. Now, these types of articles, these, you know, best 10, whatever, or top uh, phone cases, 2023, whatever it is, right? 
they will also potentially become more popular in an AI search world as there will be a group of consumers that when they search for best phone cases, they don't want to see an AI recommended list of best phone cases with no selection criteria. They actually want to see um, you know, the recommendations based on a human with overt criteria. So it's also possible that these types of articles are going to see a bit of a resurgence as well. But by doing this and by getting featured on these types of sites where they have a list of recommendations, you're almost sort of reversing the buyer journey. You're looking at not where people are making their purchase right now. You're going one step above that to say, okay, how are people uh, in the in the sort of consideration phase, how are they choosing the options to research further? And then you're getting coverage in one of those. Okay, next thing that we're going to talk about, final digital PR strategy for an AI search world is Brand Blast or Brand Blast. If you're from above, maybe Oxford in the UK. Now, Brand Blast refers to a digital PR campaign that you plan to launch all on the same day. So this is also called a simultaneous launch or an embargoed launch. The gist is that you get everyone involved, everyone who's publishing content, whether these are publications or influencers or industry sites, you get everyone involved to wait to publish their content on the exact same day. So you see this a lot in technology, for example, when there's a a new drone or a new camera, um, which I love watching. I don't know why I love watching video reviews of new cameras. Anyway, when Sony has a new camera, like the ones I use in the Exposure Ninja videos, when Sony has a new camera, what happens is all the influencers post on exactly the same day. They've had these things for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then all of a sudden, boom, they hit the button, brand blast. This thing is everywhere. Every publication you go on is there. Every influencer's talking about it. The social feeds are full of it. So this obviously requires a bunch of pre-planning and organization. Um, and you also need to get all the publishers to agree to post about it on a certain day as well. So they need to, you need to be very clear with them that this is the plan and that no one can go first. Otherwise, other people get unhappy that they weren't, you know, the first to go with it. And it all gets a bit messy. So you need to keep everyone in a line, keep them locked in the room and then open the door and they can all escape at the same time. This is more likely to be effective in that sort of case where you have a new product launch that has a reason to be talked about by publications on the same day. But you can also do this if you have a story that's big or interesting enough to share uh, and you can do a brand blast around that as well. Now whilst this type of thing might not immediately help you with Google's SGE with the AI search results, it can make your target audience aware of your new product or service or software and the existence of your brand more generally as well as supplying new information to Google's knowledge graph which they'll use for future SGE results both informational and transactional. Think about it this way. If there's enough early positive press about your story, that positivity will get more mentions and more positive comments. You get this sort of groundswell of excitement that Google can then pull into their answers as time goes on. So this new world of AI generated search isn't something to be afraid of. It's just simply a new set of games that we're playing or maybe a couple of new games that we're playing. And there are going to be components of digital marketing which become more important as we start to reverse engineer how to get featured, how to take advantage of these new things, and to be completely honest, how to manipulate the search rankings to get ourselves featured, to get more traffic and revenue. That's what this is all about, being totally honest. Um, so this is a great chance to start experimenting and testing some new marketing strategies 
and connecting with your customers in a new way as well. None of this is just purely about SGE. All of these things help you get coverage and help you get visibility in a way that benefits you even without the search engine optimization component. So that's digital PR in an AI world. If you enjoyed this episode, please uh, subscribe or follow. Um, leave us a review as well. We absolutely lovely. Uh, we absolutely love reading the reviews. And don't forget to request your free website and marketing review from the team here at Exposure Ninja at exposureninja.com forward slash review. Until next week, see you soon.